Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Elizabeth, welcome to the Business Your Way podcast. I know it's early morning for you, so I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and the time zones between both of us are just like it's many, many hours. So I appreciate you, you know, being early morning with a young family to join me here on the podcast. So welcome along. Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm excited to talk today. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into lots of things like we were just talking before we hit record and I'm like I want to talk about this and I want to talk about this oh and I want to talk about that so <laughs> I've got yes. all the things that I want to talk about with you yes let's 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 dive in here perfect all right with all my guests I always ask that you start by just introducing yourself who you serve and what you do to make your moolah Perfect. I am Elizabeth. I'm a web designer, brand strategist, an architectural designer, and founder of Studio Classica. And I help uh, purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, coaches, you know, industry experts, service providers, and you know, really passionate people scale their businesses with impactful branding and design. And the goal is to help you attract your dream clients, elevate your online business and book out your offers also while creating a big impact in the world. And so we specialize, you know, specifically with Kajabi websites. It's, it's our main niche currently, but as, as you heard, I'm also an architectural designer. So that's mm. a huge part of my background and the other half of my business as well. So oh, so it's a mini intro business, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the core of our business since day one. And okay. So I say our, um, you know, I uh, run a husband and wife business. That's that's how we got started. And we're both architects. And in the beginning, we, yeah, we started our business offering architectural services. So that's where we are. It's still, ha- it's still a big part of the business. So you don't consider yourself like you've got two different businesses? Do they sit under the same brand or are they different? That's such a good question. And honestly, that is something that's evolving. And I, and I think that's normal as an entrepreneur. Sometimes we, we have so many ideas and so many directions we want to go and you, know, you can't always follow all those things, but it is something that's evolving. I would say it could be, you know, I, I, I probably should think about that more. It is kind of under the same umbrella, but it is also two separate markets, two separate you know, niche clients and everything. So good question. And, yeah, because what goes to my mind specifically is, they're two different businesses with two different niche, two different, you know, different clients and both of them. How do you separate that and avoid the confusion because someone go, oh, I thought Studio Classica was a web design, you know, brand company. 
And then someone else goes, oh, I thought Studio Classico was uh, an architect um, agency. Yeah. Okay. So such a good question. And again, this is evolving. Uh, so historically we were under different name and the architecture, it was under a different name and it, 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 it kind of still is. Um, mm-hmm. The goal with Studio Classica, it, it is very web and branding focused, but a longer term vision, you know, like the, the future five, five year self or 10 year version of what I envision for the company is that it's again under that umbrella and that they are more closely related. So it, it's, it, that's why it's evolving is because it's kind of a big picture goal where eventually we would help with a whole suite of, you know, from, from identifying the branding to evolving it with your digital presence, your online, you know, your online branding, your website, your, your social media, your whole presence online, and then extending that into like a physical realm. If it's, if you have a physical business or, you know, an institution or something where you need then the whole architectural services. So it's like a, a big vision. Mm, so they actually complement one another. Yeah, I, I think they do. And I think that their skill set is so closely related and that it's, they complement each other for sure. In, in a, you know, imagine we don't serve this market right now, but let's say, you know, uh, a restaurant, for example, they would need from the beginning, you know, a whole set of architectural services, interior branding services, but then they would also want to build their online presence to attract clients and, you know, build out all of that. So mm. in, it's, it's, it's kind of strange. In my mind, they're all related, but yeah. definitely from the outside, you know, if you look at our history, they were they are two separate businesses that in the future, it's kind of would evolve into one. Okay, nice. So then how did you make that move from architect into web design? Oh, such a good question. It was just with our background, um, 10, okay, so we got started 10 years ago. I started in the online space, first off freelancing, um, going to like freelancing websites and just finding clients online. And we, I would offer any kind of design service, you know, at at, that I could do. So, or even if I couldn't do it, if I was able to figure it out, I would say, yes, I can do this project. And that was really, really great for experience. you getting different kinds of experience and taking on all kinds of different design projects. So what I mean is, you know, 3D rendering projects, uh, digital illustration projects for like map illustration projects, of course, like designing houses, doing architectural drawings, and then involving that we sometimes I took on like a web design project. And at that time it was, it was, I was just saying yes to everything, which I don't recommend, but <laughs> it's, it was really, really great for experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, when we start out, we actually start out exactly like that. We take on lots of work to see what we're capable of, see what we'll settle into. I remember our very first early days, you know, in business, we were doing bookkeeping and payroll and contract and budgeting and events. And like we had a whole suite of things that we were just doing. It's like we had a pool of clients. Every time they had a need was like, hand up. Yes, let me help you with that. So yeah, amazing. Yeah. So I think your story too is of that similar vein where you're like, just anything remotely in that wheelhouse, 
let me do that. Let me see if I can help you out there um, because I know I can figure it out because it's not too far off what I already do know. So, yeah, I think that is like I resonate with that with that story and starting out in business like that and just doing everything you possibly could. One, I think it tests your own capability and your own skill set. And two, it helps you work out what you do or don't like doing. <laughs> Absolutely. You get to know so well what you what you do like doing and how you want to spend your time. And we just said yes to everything like all day long. <laughs> and yeah. you know, if you're just starting out in your business, I do think it's a good uh a good way to get experience and a good way to gain skills mm. and just know to like go beyond that though. Um, you know, like once you do start to get a sense of what you don't like, then start saying no to those kinds of things and, you know, focus on the things you do like. Yeah, I agree. So how did you make that transition from like architect, very traditional kind of business office space to how did you make that move into I want to be an online business owner because when you started your business, you were online from the get go, right? So Mm -hmm. how did you know that that was the path that you wanted to take? I didn't, I didn't (laughs) know actually, (laughs) but you know, I wish I knew. Um, I didn't know because it was, it was the circumstances at that time. Mm -hmm. And if you were in the architecture industry at, in let's say 2011, 2012, it was very difficult in the job market to find employment as a new young architecture graduate. And the job, the job opportunities at that time were not available. So I remember I applied 30, 40, like 30 or 40 places. I sent off a CV, a resume, a portfolio. And in the end, none of it came through, unfortunately, but also fortunately, because here I am, you know, today with my own business. And uh, so the, the result of that was, you know, I wanted to find something to do, some way to use my skills about in a valuable way. So that is how we dove online was, you know, Google searching something like how to make money online as a designer or how to start freelancing online. I think that those, you know, those kind of Google searches in the beginning, and it takes, it, it's so easy to say now, but it, it takes so much to figure it out then when you're, when you are at that moment. And mm-hmm. so that, that, that was the beginning was figuring that out and then finding early on d- discovering places like freelancing websites. And, you know, there's lots of positives and negatives of those, but um, that was a really great start. And that's how we got started online was just diving into it and like figuring it out. And I remember getting like very, very first free- freelancing job. It was not even design related, but I said yes to it. And this was you and your husband doing exactly the same thing. Like, how do we, how do we do this? Well, exactly. Yeah, it it was exactly that because we were both recent architecture graduates in that, in a very, you know, not good, you know, the post, uh, what do you call it? In that time, 2011, post crash in the, from the, from the uh, economy crash. Mm. So it was, it was, it was really good. You know, it was a good result in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me a bit about, you know, life as a husband and wife business, like starting it from scratch in those early days, there's like not a lot of money, you're freelancing, picking up, you know, odd jobs here and there. How was that life in that, in that time, if you like, that's how I can word that question. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. It was okay. So, I mean, we, we, it, it was just, uh, I would say it was challenging to be honest, it, mm-hmm. you know, financially challenging at that time, but we were very frugal at that time. And just, I don't know, we made it, we made it work. You know, we never, we always had enough, you know, always had enough money for what we needed in that moment. And we were very determined to make it work though. So I, let's see, it was in the fall, like, like September when I started to discover these freelancing design websites and we got, it took a couple months to get that first job, which sounds like such a long time now, but it took a couple months to get that very first opportunity. Mm-hmm. And once we got that first one, which just for a reference, it was for a $40 project for um, transcribing audio, not even design related. And, but that first one was such a, a mindset shifter, like actually we could make this work. And within a month we had booked over a thousand dollars in services and within a few months, we were at a couple thousand dollars in services, all from freelancing websites, from different kinds of design opportunities. So, you know, we were determined to make it work. Just I do remember the the few months it was we, we were just very frugal, very simple at that in those in those times. Yeah. And then once you were able to make it work, then then things grew from there. When did you really lean into like web design, web design and brand strategy. When did you really start leaning into that? That was an evolution from uh, my own personal interest, and I taught myself WordPress 15 years ago, and it was only for my own projects, my own creative projects, and just to just figure it out. So I started in WordPress only for personal projects, and when I really leaned into branding web design, it was. It was 2018 to 2019. So already at that time, six or seven years into our business. And, you know, so at this moment, a few years ago, and that's when I started to lean into it because I was like, I really like this digital design process of, of creating a visual design online, but I also absolutely love helping with the, the business strategy and how people are like launching their courses or launching their programs or, or their websites to support their business. You know, how does that tie into the business strategy and building an online business? And I absolutely love that and tying it in with the design skills. So yeah, it was a few years ago now that we that I really leaned into it and what it evolved into what it is now. Yeah. And so what does the business look like now for both of you? It's so different than um, even a few years ago. And I mainly, I, I deal with all web and branding projects uh, and my husband only deals with the architecture projects. I, and I also do the big vision on design for the architecture projects, but I don't do all the nitty gritty right now. You know, he deals with that. And on the web and branding side, we, I also have a team now that helps support all of our clients. So we work together on all the website projects, on all the Kajabi projects, and what it looks like. Yeah, that's what it looks like now. Is is there is clear division in in what each of us are doing, and we're very, we are, have a very good sense of what our strengths are and, and like what our role is as a husband wife team, and now not just the two of us, but also having uh, team members. And so you're operating in an agency model now where you are taking on the done for you service and doing websites for clients. 
Uh, yes, absolutely. We are, yeah, we, we're doing done for you design services and we are design studio together. All of my um, t- team members, we live all in the same city. So it's very close knit. We're all in house um, in the company. So it's, we sometimes are working at, you know, right now with the situation, we're working at home some days, but we also were working um, in our office all together and had a really good dynamic. And I think that helps really build uh, a strong, like a really successful projects for our clients. Nice, nice. So even though you are working with clients all around the globe, you're actually in a physical location in an office setting all together. So you're not operating a remote team as such. Yeah, it's I it's so unique, I think, in this space, but it's I love being able to collaborate in person. And that comes from my background in architecture of really having that studio collaboration in person. Like I couldn't imagine it not, you know, I, I, can, I, I can now definitely imagine like remote collaboration in the architecture space, but it really comes from that background and how we you know studied in school and then how just how the traditional architecture model works and having that in-person collaboration, I, it was really a big value for me. So that's the reason why I mainly found yeah, local, local designers. So how many on your team at the moment? We are, I think, five. We have five designers right now. And then I also have two contractors. Then they are remote for specific needs in the business. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how much are you doing in the business now that you've got a small team who are doing all of the hands-on work and building stuff out and getting the projects done and delivered? What's your role in the business now that you've got a team? I I still feel like I wear like all the hats, right? As business owners, it's like we wear all the hats, you know, so that's evolving. I, you know, but I do all the design or most of the design, no design leaves our studio unless I've reviewed it, made changes, finalized it, you know, perfected it. (laughs) So I still is like all overseeing everything. And then I still do all personal communication with our clients because I absolutely love that part of it and building that relationship with clients. So I really like to understand, you know, who they are and what they do. So all that communication is something I still I'm the one doing it's, it's just such a good question because it's like you feel like oh I, I still do all the things but no you know it, it's a process to learn to delegate right yeah yeah so I do have support for social media uh, but I also still do a lot of that myself so, and another role is you know organizing all the revisions from clients I currently you know go through all those revisions all those notes and then pass it to a team member if I feel like that's the best person to do it. Sometimes I'm the one to do it. You know, I go, I'm the one that goes in the Kajabi and makes the forms work or makes the emails, make sure they're set up after somebody, you know, submits the the form or or changing like little details. I definitely am still in there doing that. Yeah. And are all of your team members hands-on doing client work? So they are what I call money-generating team members because all the work that they do is related to delivering a project for which you're charging. Or do you also have non-charging team members like virtual assistant or a social media manager or, you know, that aren't doing client work but are doing your business work in or on your business do you have any team members like that? Yeah. Oh, such a good question. Okay. So first off, you know, we were husband and wife for so long and it was so, so challenging to bring on that very first team member, you know, somebody outside of us to help us. 
And mm. the very first hire that I did was another designer, a web designer. And so that was the first one. And then the second and third hire was, was actually more web designers. So yes, we have several web and branding designers that, I, and I love that expression, the money, what did you say? Money generating yeah, team members. Yeah, because I call them <laughs> money generating team members. And like, I believe when you are building an agency, your first hire should be a money generating person so that you can bring Mm -hmm. in more clients and generate more paying work as opposed to bringing in a non-money generating team member which is usually you bring it on to support your business activity and whilst that might free up a little bit of your time it puts more pressure on you as the business owner to generate that money to now pay for two salaries, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I am always of the opinion that when we're building an agency, our first hire should be a money generating team member. So we can delegate client work to that team member. And for 90% of their day, they are working on client projects which are generating revenue for the business, which as a business owner frees you up to then bring in more clients. So then you are increasing your capacity to generate money. Yes, that's so good and so, so true. So everybody listen, follow Sandra's advice. That, that is exactly <laughs> what we did. Good, good, uh, good. Which, yeah, that's that was what was needed at the time was like, I was attracting so many uh, web design clients, so many Kajabi clients and branding clients. And it was like, I need another person like me doing design. Yes. And that was the first hire. Yes, you need to clone you. And the only way to clone you is to get someone to take on the client work. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love that that's where you naturally went. You're like, all right, I need another one of me. So I need to bring someone in who can do that. So good from the get-go. Yeah. So that's where we are now. And then, as you said, I more recently did invest in a social media manager and worked with a really great team last year on that. And I then uh, also just recently invested in a virtual assistant to only do tasks for myself, like my own business. Because as a business, as a service provider, those tasks are at the bottom of my list. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm testing this out. I'm full transparency. I'm testing it out. I, you know, where we just started and I'm testing out, you know, delegating things for my own business and getting, I'm still getting used to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard when you've been at the helm for so long and been the doer of all things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's definitely a process that we have to go through to learn, to offload and trust. Yeah. I want to really dive into, of all of the web platforms that you could have chosen for your web design, you chose Kajabi. Has it always been Kajabi or did you start with WordPress or start with another platform and evolve into Kajabi? Tell me about that journey with Kajabi. Absolutely. I love Kajabi, but I also never try to promote one specific platform to people. You know, it's always what's the right choice for you. But my own background with this is I started with WordPress. I taught myself WordPress, like I said, uh, you know, 15 years ago, like a very long time ago. And I love WordPress also. However, 
well, we'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. But so WordPress is possible. Then I evolved into doing Squarespace a little bit. And then I evolved into what I can do is Wix platform, Squarespace, WordPress, Kajabi, Kartra, ClickFunnels, lead pages like this. So, you know, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do all those things. Mm. So just because I can do those platforms, I'm a big believer now in saying no to things and to niching down to yes. one specialization. And, and why Kajabi? Like those, those, all those platforms you just rattled off, they are all like decent platforms. Yeah, they're all good. They all have unique position. And we, at a very selective basis, might take on a project under those, those platforms. So Kajabi evolved because in 2019, I I wanted a bit of a change in my life. And this, this corresponded to starting to do web design and branding design. But I also was very interested in becoming a coach, becoming an online coach and learning how to become an online coach. And you know, I, I went and invested into a coaching program and it was an intensive 12 weeks where I learned, you know, how how you use social media to attract clients, how do you how do you launch a, your coaching program and all kinds of things uh, related to that. And I really loved the, you know, the impact that coaches make, whether it's on your business or on your life or on your health or on your fitness or wherever they're, you know, the different niches of coaching. I love that impact that people are making through coaching. And it's such, it's such a modern field or, or specialization or or industry, I guess, uh, but it's it's amazing, and so I'm super passionate about that. And then, of course, passionate about design. So I, I really dove into Kajabi through the process of merging those two things, mm. and Kajabi being a really great platform for online coaches and for uh, online knowledge based entrepreneurs. So mm. it was emerging, and Kajabi is just such a great platform to support those kind of entrepreneurs and those kind of businesses. So that's the that's the why. Nice, I like it. And the why behind why you went there wasn't technical. You know, it wasn't like, oh, because Kajabi had this technicality and that technicality and it could house this and it could have that. Actually, it's because there is a deeper or a more aligned purpose with what you want to do. So I love that you shared that with us. Thanks for doing that. That's yeah, absolutely. And I mentioned the, the WordPress thing, and I, I took a moment to not go down that route, but I, I will mention here, but, but WordPress, I love WordPress also. Um, I love it for my like my own self, like my own projects, but, and I have supported clients, I've supported a few clients, you know, a number of clients through WordPress, but it is very technical platform. And like you just said, it wasn't a technical reason why we went with Kajabi, but I would say when it comes to WordPress, it is a technical reason, which is you have to be very technical minded to maintain a WordPress website. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding, you know, that's not the typical person, let's say. And yeah. so we no longer say yes to WordPress projects um, because it's just such a technical process of supporting clients. And oftentimes their websites break or they have technical problems. And mm. I like solving problems, but I just find that it's too much of a problem for uh, people, especially when something happens to their website. Yeah, I just went through that experience last week. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm pretty technical. Like, I've been building my own website since, you know, 
since it became a drag and drop thing, because, mm-hmm. you know, when I started out in business, you couldn't build your own website. You actually, re- you needed a web designer and you paid dearly for one. So when the ability to, you know, build your own drag and drop, I started yeah, tampering with that. Mm-hmm. And so my website broke last week and we just couldn't get yeah. to the bottom of it, you know, three days later and we finally, you know, fixed it. But that was a complete uninstall of WordPress, reinstall of WordPress, reinstall of a backup and we're away and laughing again. But that was really stressful for three days because everything in my business goes through my website. So all of my links to my downloads, all of my links to my podcast, everything goes through the website. So for that to be down for three days was was so stressful and so like tearing my hair out that I couldn't focus on anything else but that. We're back up and running now, so it's it's all good and it's all behind us. But it has got me thinking around, should I move off WordPress? You know, and so this is really top of my mind right now. So that you are, you know, you've chosen Kajabi. What would you consider the pros and cons about switching to Kajabi that you would kind of advise me of, given that this wound I have is so raw? Oh, yes. And I'm so sorry for that technical down. You know, that is so that is stressful when your website is not working and it is a big part of your business. And, you know, the, the one reason you could con- consider Kajabi, you know, so we could talk about the, the pros, the positives here is it's it's I, I don't know the numbers, but it is is rarely down and they have an amazing support team when there, if there are issues. And I think with, with WordPress, there's not a dedicated support team, you know, because it's an open source platform and Kajabi, you, you, you have always, there's a very good, I, at least in my experience, you know, always a very good help, like a live chat or email support, or there's a very supportive Facebook group. So you have a community of like Kajabians, I think Mm -hmm. is the word Um, Mm -hmm. of of people just really supporting the platform. And, you know, that's, that's a great from a technical support point of view, but other positives. So the whole big question is whether or not to put your website on Kajabi alongside your, you know, your email list or your courses. And a a big positive of that is it's, you know, it's all in one place. It's Mm -hmm. all in one place where you can connect everything and link everything and update, update everything. A big reason why people do switch to Kajabi is previously they had a WordPress site. They had uh, an email list that was on, you know, ConvertKit or another tool. They had their payment systems going through, you know, a Dubsado or PayPal, like another platform. So they have all these tools mm-hmm. and Kajabi helps you eliminate those tools and streamline into one platform because you can have your website, you can have your email list, your payments processing, and you know, your course and so much more. So a big positive is putting it all in one platform. And another positive is the ability, the website ability is it's still like WordPress. It's like, it's not quite drag and drop, but it is very user friendly and it's very front end and very visual. And I would say a lot of people do find it very easy to use. Some people, you know, for some people it is not easy to use, but that's why you just need to test the platform mm. um, if it works for you. A few cons 
about Kajabi mm-hmm. or that it will seem like a bigger cost. But so if you go look at like the monthly fee or the annual fee, you know, the, the, so there's, it's, it seems like a more expensive platform. I mean, it is more expensive platform, but depending where you are in your business um, and I've done the numbers for clients is it could actually be a lower cost than paying for all these different tools. So if you're at the point where you need to pay for your email tool, you need to pay for Dubsado, for example, you need to pay for your different things, like all these multiple tools, and they, those numbers start to add up, right? So I, and I did the math for a, a few clients and the, they were paying more for all those tools than if they just switched to Kajabi, they would be paying less for, for uh, that. Wow. It depends where you're on with the business though. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you're actually using all of the Kajabi features, then it can be more economical than trying to have multiple tools in a tech stack that you have to piece together. Yeah, exactly. What about like things like backup? So WordPress, you have to back up your website regularly. That's on you. Kajabi, mm-hmm. is that on you as the owner of the website to back it up? Or is that something that comes as a default with Kajabi? Oh, I that's a good question. And I've never had anybody ask me that. But you know, yes, with WordPress, you have to set it up. You need to have the backups. And it's very good to have the backups if, because if you don't, you could mm-hmm. be in a problem. Mm-hmm. With Kajabi, there is a, this, a, this might be a con. We're going to put this under the con. With Kajabi, <laughs> there's not a backup tool. And if you accidentally delete a page, it's, it's gone. Ah. <laughs> so yes, be careful of that. But that's a good question. You, you can go and you know, click and export your pages and it will send you an email with those pages you can download a backup and then in that way you have a backup but it's not quite the same thing as, as what you're saying with wordpress where you have a you know you have a plugin that would regularly back up your website yeah um, yeah that's yeah. right because for instance i've got you know landing pages sales pages all of my email sequences all of my weekly emails my podcast Uh, my coaching programs, my courses are all in Kajabi. Mm -hmm. But what if that crashed? Mm -hmm. Like what if Kajabi, what if their whole system (laughs) crashed? Or what if only my site crashed? Because I did something weird and wonderful that broke it. I don't know what Mm -hmm. I would have done. But have you had Mm -hmm. other clients that have come across like that situation where it's just unique to them or... Because I suppose that's the other kind of fear, I suppose, that I might not be alone in thinking that if I put all my eggs in one basket, is that such a good move? It's such a personal question, I think, whether you're comfortable with that or you're not comfortable with that. And so historically, I have not seen, you know, only one person have a, a Kajabi website totally down and inaccessible. That's a situation I've never seen. I'm not saying it has never happened, but um, I've never seen that. Whereas with WordPress, in the past six months, three of our WordPress clients came to me and said, oh, my WordPress site is down and it's like the white screen. It's known as Mm. the white screen screen of death is what it's known as in the WordPress world. Uh And three clients have had that. That's happened in the past three, six months. Now I know how to fix that, but we don't want that situation in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That was my experience last week. I had the white screen and yes, <laughs> no error okay. messages, mm-hmm. but a white screen. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the initial problem. That was 
the end result of trying to fix the problem. So, I mean, that's a whole story that I'm like, I've put a lid on that and said goodbye because I'm back up and running again. But, you yeah. know, definitely this is top of my mind right now because up until this point, I like my WordPress website, but I like my Kajabi for everything else. And I'm happy with both of them. And I think not having all my eggs in one basket is a smart move. Mm-hmm. Now I'm reassessing mm-hmm. my thoughts. You know? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's no right answer, I, I believe. But with Kajabi, you don't have this issue of plugins. So there's no such thing as plugins with Kajabi. And that is a big reason why WordPress sites crash. Is the in you know you know you don't want, know what to expect when you have all these plugins. So that doesn't exist in Kajabi. Which in that sense, it can it could be more limited. Like you can easily add functionality that you might have been used to with WordPress. If I could think of an example, for example, like we were talking before this, the the pretty links plugin. Mm, that's my favorite uh, plugin. Yeah, it's it's a really great plugin. It makes you know really nice link that sends people to the right place if you're not mm. familiar with it. And now with Kajabi, you can't go, there's no plugin, so you can't go and add that functionality directly in Kajabi. Well, I guess, yeah, it's it depends on how technical your needs are. I do find a lot of the client like so. I, Sandra's a very technical person. We, you know, I can I can tell you are, but um, you know, a lot of people who don't want to deal with all of that. That Kajabi is such a great platform to make it easy and to make it a simplified system on on the one place. Nice. And do you find yourself having to uh, put code into Kajabi to get it to, to do fancy things as opposed to, you know, building websites that individuals could essentially build themselves? Do you find yourself coding or creating special templates for your clients? How far do you go down that customized route? Yeah, well, I, I balance it based on the person's needs. We we love to do a lot of coding. We love to do a lot of, um, you know, custom CSS and custom HTML coding to make a beautiful result in the end. And I, I think that having a, you know, our team and myself, we have a really great knowledge of the technical coding and can make mm-hmm. things happen. But we also have really great understanding of just design principles and design you know, theory and, and how to balance colors and typographies and a whole background, you know, we're all trained as designers uh, mm-hmm. from a, from a technical and from an educational point of view. And so combining those two things, helps create, you know, really unique end result of a Kajabi website that doesn't look like a default Kajabi website. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, <laughs> if we have clients that's you know, they want to be able to customize it themselves and the, the code. So we balance the coding and say, okay, we'll, we'll do less coding or we'll keep it simplistic or we'll, uh, we know how to do it still to look nice, but mm. be easy for you to edit. Nice. I like that. Based on the individual's need. Perfect. I don't want to keep you away from your new baby for too much longer. So let's wrap this up. If people wanted to reach out to you to get assistance with their Kajabi site or for you to help them with their branding and package that all together to give them a beautiful online presence, where can they find you? All right. Well, I, if you're just starting on Kajabi uh, and you want simple checklists, like here's what you need to do to really get started on that platform. I have a free resource. It's a essential checklist for Kajabi. So you can find that at studioclassica.com. 
facebook.com forward slash Kajabi dash checklist. And it's a really great resource to give you the first, you know, eight to nine steps to what to do if you just start your Kajabi platform. So how to get it up and running, how to get the main things connected and the main settings all set up so that then you're ready to move forward with it. Beautiful. And I will yeah, but, put yeah, that into the show notes because, you know, because I'm just, I've got a little technical knowledge and maybe too much for my own good. But when I log into someone's online course and they haven't customized it, I'm like, I want to send them a checklist of what to do to make that look better. <laughs> oh, yes. For the courses. Oh, that would be a great one for that. Yeah, that's a great, great yeah. one I should do next. <laughs> yeah. Like, so often I get in there and the banner's not been updated or the footer's not been updated or the colors haven't been updated. And it just looks like the standard Kajabi course platform that they've just plugged their content into and not worried about the aesthetics of it. So, you know, someone like me who's got just a little bit too much technical knowledge for her own good looks at it and goes, oh, I just, I want to get in there and I want to fix that for you. Because that's not oh, hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah so to yeah, be able so to like send them your way and go, please go and get Elizabeth's checklist and just customize your Kajabi so it looks like your brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And having that branding, having that moment, that moment where you log in and you want that to match your branding, you want that to feel like yes. your students are in the right place and that they're part of something special. So, yeah. simple customizations. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to make them feel like they're in the right place. So true. So true. Beautiful, Elizabeth. So where do you hang out on social media the most? I, you can find me on Instagram and I, you know, share my Instagram stories and, and on my feed. Uh, sometimes, you know, with, so, with social media, sometimes it's a priority and sometimes it goes less a priority, but I'm always usually on Instagram. Yeah, me too. Sometimes <laughs> I'm there lots. Sometimes I'm not there lots. I'm I come and go. Depends yeah. on how I feel, how much energy I have. So, yeah. and and you've got young baby, so that's completely understandable. Yes. So, yes. thank you so much for joining me today. We have dived into all the things and, you know, sharing your journey to moving from architect into Kajabi specialist. Thank you for sharing that journey with us. It's I always like to look under the hood and look at other people's journeys because it's the journey that others can then see themselves in to some degree and not feel as though they are completely on the wrong path because at the end of the day, we're all just figuring it out, right? I agree. Everything has, a, there's a reason for everything and everything leads to the next thing and it always makes sense in the end. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for your time. Like we could just go on and I could continue talking to you, but I think our listeners, we need need to let them go and enjoy the rest of their day. So I'm going to put the link to your checklist and all the link to your social media profiles so people can go and check out your work, reach out if they need some help in that arena and enjoy the rest of your day. Go enjoy the new baby and I will talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much, Sandra, and hope you enjoyed this episode.